A statewide rent cap bill appears to be likely to become law, which would bring a form of rent control to San Diego. As written, the bill would limit yearly rent increases to 5% plus inflation. San Diego is unique among large cities because it doesn't have a form of rent control. While the statewide rule is less aggressive than other cities' rent caps, detractors warn the move could stymie building, just as the state is in a housing crisis. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Phil Molnar, you cover real estate for the Union Tribune, and a massive piece of legislation that would change San Diego's rental market is likely to be signed by the governor. When you explain, what would this bill do? Okay, so it would cap rent increases in San Diego at roughly 7 to 8% a year. The way it works is the rent cap is 5% plus inflation. Our inflation rate in San Diego County tends to be around a little bit higher than 2%, so mm-hmm. that's where I get the 7 to 8%. So um, it doesn't apply to single-family homes, so some renters might not be affected. And there is a limit on uh, new construction, so if it's been built in the last 15 years, it would be exempt. Mm-hmm. So how does rent control typically work? Like in San Francisco, they have a model that basically you move in somewhere and your rent just really doesn't change if you, as long as you stay on that same lease. Uh-huh. There's that going on. Um, New York City has a way where rent control, like they've got half of their uh, units in the city are like under some form of like really weak rent control. So there's all these different models going on. But what I've heard about this one is it's almost more of like a maybe a 21st century model. It's uh-huh. not, even the supporters of it don't even like to use the term rent control, even though it's rent control, mm-hmm. but it's a rent cap. So basically, if you are a landlord or a bigger landlord with an apartment building, you could still raise rents 7% a year, yeah. and that would be a significant profit. I mean, it's pretty rare in San Diego County to have year-over-year rent increases of more than 4 to 6%. Mm-hmm. And... What does the rental market look like in San Diego? Because we are one of the big cities that doesn't have rent control. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, of all the big cities in the United States, usually some form of rent control might creep up, at least in one neighborhood or something like that. And especially in California, because we think San Francisco, Los Angeles, they all have communities with some form of rent control. Mm -hmm. And actually throughout California. And it just seems, it seems strange to me that in San Diego County, throughout the fifth largest county in America, there is no form of rent control anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, there's there could be a reason for that. Uh, you know, economists always say it doesn't usually lead to more housing production. It can actually slow down housing production, which in turn, roundabout kind of way, makes rents go up. So there's, there's sort of that going on. Does San Diego just not have quite the politics to have pushed this as a, as a city or as a county? Like, what are the reasons why we didn't kind of attempt this at some point or succeed, perhaps? You know, I'm never really sure about what voters are doing or what happens there. Um, Politics-wise, I just think it would have been really hard to pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you would have had just so many people showing up at the council meeting yelling and stuff. There's a lot of baggage when it comes to rent control. People are always worried about some rent board that's going to decide what your rent is and stuff. But in some cases, like National City, I thought for sure, I was going to bet that their rent control measure last year was going to pass. 
And I was really surprised it didn't because the majority of National City is renters and they have a large low income population. And it's kind of funny because, you know, when we look at rent increases, National City has had some of the biggest rent increases since the end of that election where they voted against rent control. It's kind of ironic. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I, I was doing a story on a report the other day about rent increases by neighborhood. And I looked at National City and I was like, huh. Biggest increases in National City. So, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, on the statewide level, last year we had a rent control bill um, that was just, oh, man, it was so overspent by all the landlords, big corporate interests uh, going on. Just I can't even remember what it, it was, either three to one or five to one. I can't remember. But it was just like this insane amount of money they paid to, to defeat the measure. And why that didn't pass, I'm a little confused. I mean, some of the advertisements were really crazy, but uh-huh. um, yeah. So there's like, it, it can't seem to get voters to approve it in San Diego County, and mm-hmm. no politicians seem to be going out there to say, let's take this on. Mm-hmm. And looking at the rental market in San Diego, how well is supply meeting demand? Not very well, according to most estimates. Um, it does seem like we are building a lot of apartments. And historically speaking, in the last, say, 20 years, we are in sort of a boom time a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I could get in trouble for saying that because everyone always thinks we're not building enough. But since like 2014, just in downtown San Diego, we've added nearly um, nearly 7,000 new apartments. I think it's like 6,500, 6, mm-hmm. something like that. And it's just... They keep adding, keep adding, but the problem is our population grows on average about 1% a year. Mm-hmm. And so that means we've got like, like I don't know, like 30,000 new people showing up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> Some of them are babies that don't require an apartment at the moment. But, uh, but many are adults who do. <laughs> yes, yes. Some people are getting older as things happen, and then they might get their own apartment. So, um, yeah. And so, yeah, if you figure that, like, let's say our population is growing on the low end, like 20,000 a year or something, but we we haven't built, we've built right around 10,000 homes a year for the past like three years. So mm-hmm. um, even if you look at just homes and not even just the rental market, we're not keeping up. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that is always part of this conversation is just the cost of rent in San Diego. How do things stand? Are, are things still increasing slightly as they have in the past couple of years? Well, they are still increasing, but it's really slowed down. Uh, the countywide average rent is somewhere around eighteen hundred dollars, and it's it's I think it's only increased like two percent in the past year. So it's like there was a time uh, in two thousand fifteen, the third quarter, when rent had increased seven point five percent year over year, which would be right at the cap. Yeah, right, right at the cap, and that was like the most extreme. Since then, we've seen it go down and down. Now, having said that, a lot of people's wages aren't going up to keep up with those rent increases. But when you take the whole county as an average, it actually is, It's the rent increases have really slowed down. We've actually seen uh, a bit of a slowdown in uh, multifamily construction as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reasons that analysts are citing is that sort of slowed rent growth. Mm-hmm. And also for renters, what parts of the city or the county are becoming kind of the new kind of hot spots to find new places as construction is going on in several parts across the county? Well, definitely downtown is the new, newest stuff, and they 
there are so many apartment buildings built like right next to each other, especially at East Village, mm-hmm. that they are just trying everything they can to get people in there. They're offering two months free rent, uh, cheaper rent if you sign like a 16-month lease. There was one, Alexan ALX, which I went, it's very fancy. It has a saltwater pool and, oh, they have this hidden speakeasy for residents. I, it was pretty cool. I went in there and um, they were offering a free trip to Europe entered into a raffle if you had signed a lease there. <laughs> so um, as far as rents going down, I think your best bet still is to go on Craigslist and search around like North Park area. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're lucky, South Park, but Golden Hill especially mm-hmm. is North Park, Golden Hill. Um, those are some pretty good cheaper places. Mm-hmm. But if you are willing to spend a little bit more and you want to live in one of these high end places the truth is or if you're just in a rush and you need a place i mean they are offering a lot of deals to get people in there mm-hmm. the rent's high but uh i think those are your bets downtown and all that i i can't really see in north county enough new building to really make a difference mm-hmm. in that rent and of course east county is still considerably cheaper but you'd have to factor in commute time yes. and um it can be really brutal mm-hmm yeah, and it one interesting thing with all the development of these kind of more luxury apartments is that there just isn't quite as many for, you know, people who make less than I'm just kind of ballparking here but like less than 70,000. So, mm. is there any forces that would essentially promote building for the kind of, you know, less affluent but not affordable housing per se, but like that that middle market that often gets ignored in San Diego, what forces would cause more investment in building for that kind of consumer? Well, if you talk to the building industry, they say the way they can do that is if you cut down on regulations. Mm -hmm. That's their major talking point. If you were to somehow, if the state, let me just tie this back around to the rent control bill. So the rent control bill passed the um, legislature yesterday. But one of the things that had upset the building industry is not just that it passed, but that it wasn't tied to anything to give an incentive to build more. Uh-huh. So if you just their their whole argument, and I can see the point of it, if you're making it so landlords hypothetically might not be able to make as enough money, at least do something to build up that housing supply. Do something. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's at the market. Yeah, yeah. There's there's all sorts of different things. And, I mean, they, they always go to different things, like uh, the requirement that new homes have solar panels on them mm-hmm. and all these different other things that get tacked onto the house of a, price of a home. The builders say that they can't build homes at that middle market level because they would be losing money on homes if they didn't build these luxury homes. And, to be honest, they're not even really that luxury. I, mm-hmm. I live in Otay Ranch in Chula Vista where the majority of new homes are being constructed. And sure, they're nice, and I've been in some of them, but it's not like you're walking into like the Matrix futurized home or something. It's just a house Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. I mean, so it's kind of strange. You know, that's that's what the builders, their big thing is you can't pencil out, pencil out. I've kind of like, you know, pressed them on that. I'm like, okay, well, you see, it doesn't pencil out. Like, give me an example. What do you need for return on investment? And I get all sorts of different answers, you know, I, none that I've ever really walked away feeling satisfied with. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the argument right now where we're at. One sort of thing for that middle market, which might be helpful, I believe, is that a lot of the wealthier um, 
workers in our county will be able to afford these high-end apartments downtown. Uh-huh. So at least, we've talked about this before, but at least that might, you won't be competing for an apartment in, in North Park with them anymore. Uh-huh. Hopefully, that's one economic theory. I don't know if it actually happens in <laughs> in real life. I haven't. It's so hard to tell, you know. Yeah, and this market doesn't move fast because leases are, you know, however long and things like that. I don't know. I mean, I just even remember. I mean, I've lived in some real dive apartments in Golden Hill, Hillcrest, North Park. And I love it in that area. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like some of these places are nightmarish mm-hmm. and you still there's like 20 people show up to see the apartment it's like bonkers you know so it's been weird out there for sure for a lot of renters and you know there's a lot of people coming out today to say this is such a bad thing that California did it's going to have disastrous consequences but I don't know maybe there might be something about the psyche of the San Diego renter that feels a little bit of a sigh of relief uh-huh. upon reading this news today um, you know, we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see how this all plays out. Of course, the governor still has to sign it. Yeah. He said he's going to sign it, but I wonder if there's like some intense lobbying right now to mm-hmm. get into his office and be just, you can't do this. You yeah. can't. And maybe you could sway him one way or another. I kind of doubt it though. Yeah. He seems pretty confident that he'll do it. He's been tweeting about it. Yes. Yes. So, um, and I, as far as I know, he hasn't signed, he's got a month to sign it. So. Yeah, so it could happen. They'll probably do a press conference when he does it or something like that. Yeah, I hope it isn't this week. I could use a break. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah maybe next week. All right, Phil Molnar. Thank you so much. Thank you. In other consumer news, about 2,000 soccer fans paid to see a game Sunday between former Chivas and Club America stars. But the game never happened. Now those that bought tickets are demanding an explanation. Tickets cost between $15 and $45, and there was a $100 VIP section as well. On Tuesday, Superclásico Leyendas Chula Vista issued a formal apology. A promoter of the event said in a telephone interview that the main match had to be canceled because players arrived too late. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. You can also listen to The Conversation, our Ideas and Opinions podcast. Abby Hamblin interviews newsmakers and experts about stories and issues in the news in San Diego. Look for it on your podcast app or go to uniontrip.com slash theconversation. Until next time.